You're listening to Mercy FM, a podcast featuring stories from the life of the Prophet Muhammad. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or by email at mercy.fm. La ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. One of my favorite stories that really exemplifies and once again shows the vast and deep mercy of our beloved Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, is the story of when a Bedouin man came to visit the Prophet Muhammad for the first time. And just so you get a bit of context about a Bedouin person in the time of the Prophet, it's like someone who's never really been around civilization, someone who grew up in the desert, or someone who grew up on a farm, or someone who just never really has been around uh, cultured people, for lack of a better word. So this Bedouin man hears about the Prophet Muhammad, hears about revelation, And he wants to learn, but he's not like what most people are used to. So he comes to the mosque of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. And he comes from this long travel and he goes after arriving and being in the desert for a long amount of time. He comes into the mosque, the sacred sanctuary that is dedicated for prayer and worship of the divine. And he goes into a corner of the mosque and he begins to relieve himself. He begins to urinate. And the companions who are there, they see this Bedouin man and he's essentially defiling a sacred space. And they want to kind of jump on him and kind of drag him out or whatever it may be. They're very disturbed by what he did, but he actually did it out of ignorance. He didn't do it with any malice. He didn't do it. He just said, you know, I'm here and I need to relieve myself, so I might as well do so. The Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, the messenger of God, the one who came to teach people, the one who actually sanctified that space and designated it as a place of worship for God, told the companions, leave him alone, don't disturb him until he has completely relieved himself, like he's done. And then when the man was done, he came and he sat down with the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. And with this amazing emotional intelligence and with this amazing care and concern, the prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, informs the man with gentleness. And he says, this place that you're in, these mosques, these uh, sanctuaries, sacred spaces of worship, they're designated for a connection to the divine. And because of that, they have to be completely clean. And we do not defile them in any way. And uh, we don't do that kind of behavior. We don't relieve ourselves or spit or anything like that in these sacred spaces. And the Bedouin man said, oh, okay, I didn't know that. And he learned his lesson and he engaged in a very meaningful conversation with the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. 
Then the prophet, he tells his companions who do know better and who are closer to him and who understand as an educational opportunity, he tells them, go grab uh, some water and run water over the area that he urinated in. That is actually beautiful that he did not even uh, uh, task the Bedouin man with cleaning up the place himself because he didn't want to embarrass him or burden him or hurt his feelings, but he educated him and he had others who are more capable of taking on the task clean the place. But if you put you know, yourself in that Bedouin man's shoes or put yourself actually in the shoes of the prophet dealing with that Bedouin man, you know, if someone came into a mosque or a public place and they didn't know how to act, most people would probably really get angry with the guy. But the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, was patient. He understood where the man was coming from and he didn't want to compromise uh, the fragility of that man's state with something that he didn't know about so that he could actually listen to revelation and listen to guidance and ultimately he was guided. So Ustaz Amjad, when I hear this story, I can't help but wonder that in our day and age, in our times, if somebody walked into a mosque or really any kind of public space and began urinating, how would we react? Yeah. How would the people that are there <laughs> react and deal with that situation? I mean, I think it'd be shocking. I, to be fair, I think it would be pretty shocking to say the least, right? But um, but I think that's why it's such an amazing story because if we put ourselves in that scenario, I think a lot of people would react really negatively. But it kind of, you know, as as we kind of alluded to before, it's like a learning opportunity. It's a you know, a way of, of understanding like that person as a person rather than your own sense of, you know, this is my space, these are my rules, but, but dealing with that person as, you know, a human being, a sincere human being. And that's, I think for me, a really important takeaway from this story is that, yeah, the space is sacred. Mm -hmm. No doubt the mosque is a sacred space. And what he did, that act was impure. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No one's disagreeing with that, right? But ultimately, what the Prophet, peace and blessings upon him, saw was that the the feelings of that man dealing with him and his state was far more important than the space. Absolutely. Because what would have happened if they jumped all over him and, and he made an innocent mistake in reality? Mm-hmm. But what would happen if they jumped all over him and condemned him and drove him out? Would he come back? He would have been done. Like he would have been, and I think that's what's beautiful. Like the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. Yeah, obviously, like there are these levels of consideration, but the human being, that person's soul, that person's feelings, their heart, their connection to the divine is the most important thing. And sometimes we actually like devalue other people Mm. or write other people off because we might not like them or they might have done something that really upset us. But I think that's... uh, I think that's a beautiful, beautiful part of this whole story. And you don't need to look very far to see people making mistakes. We see people making mistakes all the time. But how often do we stop and give that person the benefit of the doubt? Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't know. Yeah, like maybe it's like this guy's coming in to desecrate the space. 
but rather the prophet kind of like, hold on, let him finish. Let him explain himself, what he's here for. Um, he's a traveler. He's not from here. And, you know, some people might just assume, oh, you know, they're out to get us or this person is just trying to be disrespectful. But but even giving him the opportunity and to explain himself and giving him the benefit of the doubt is really and we need that in these times you know social media like people like we just have all of these negative assumptions but the prophet peace and blessings be upon him didn't jump to conclusions and, you know allowed the person to really explain themselves and... the other thing i find incredible not only in this story but i'm, I'm noticing this is a thread throughout all the stories we've been telling is that there was a situation and it was a bad situation someone's urinating in the mosque that's mm-hmm. you know that's not something you want to see mm-hmm. right but the way the prophet, peace and blessings upon him, dealt with it, he turned that situation into something positive mm-hmm. by treating it as a teaching opportunity. Yeah. Where he not only taught the Bedouin man, but he taught all the companions around him an important lesson. And 1400 some odd years later, we're still talking about this and yeah. we're still deriving lessons from it. It's beautiful. I mean, you know, there's another hadith in which the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, you know, I was sent as a teacher. And using something that would be negative or something that would probably be bad for most people or even gross or nasty, but turning it into something that's actually very enlightening. I mean, may God send his peace and blessings upon him. I mean, that's, incredible. that's why we're here. <laughs> so what do you think is the, the practical takeaway that all of us can, can take from this story? You know, I think for anyone to go into a sacred space or anyone to go into a mosque or whoever is listening to this, is the importance of making people feel welcome and to actually calm that intimidation, even if someone actually does make a mistake, right? And to really care about another human being uh, deeply um, rather than maybe some of the other rules that that we we, uh, give uh, importance to is to really uh, honor that person and, and to create these more welcoming spaces where people can talk about God, people can ask questions, people can get closer to the divine, because that's what it was all about at the end of the day, is this person's guidance. Um, so I think we can do a better job of that, and we need to do a better job of that. I suppose this is kind of also one of the, one of the proofs that the Prophet's mosque was that welcoming space that people didn't feel like they had to be a certain way to go in i mean this this man felt comfortable enough to go in and do what he did absolutely absolutely and once again it all goes back to this mercy and it all goes back to wanting good for people and the the holiest and the most righteous human being was the one peace and blessings be upon him who who dealt with people in this way so that's what that's what it means that's the epitome of of goodness and righteousness is to to be caring of other people.